When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Do it live. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Welcome to Wired Access Podcast. I heard at Sports Production, where I'm your host, DJ K-Dub Omaha. Don't forget to like down below, hit the thumbs up, share it for anybody that you want to share it with, because I can tell you the information that we are dropping on this podcast is just a little bit that one parent, one athlete could find that little thing to get them up over that edge to the next level, whatever level it is. To my left, I have former Omaha Scut. Skyhawk softball player, but who is a representation of the Pac-12, and I'll say it one last time, Pac-12 champions in multiple sports, the Washington Huskies. Hello. Miss Ruby Malin. <laughs> then to her left, we have our guy, you know him, Brian Southworth of Wired Training. You know, he don't get all that excitement, but without him, I would never know this nice lady here. Welcome to the show. This is our second time, a new atmosphere, a whole different component. Mm -hmm. No bat pings. Yes, I don't have to worry about the ting, ting, ting <laughs> in the background. Yep. For those that don't know, she was one of our first couple episodes when we were back at Wired Train, thanks to Brian, where it was all audio and I'm sitting there stressing and overstressing about trying to get those pings out of the background, where we got to hear her story about not only um, playing with some high caliber players but also being able to step back and know that your talent is where you are and you are extreme talent but you have to find your place amongst the team to be an, a contributor which obviously this year freshman of the year daily news freshman of freshman first team first team all-american even for at the at the highest level for the washington huskies first Let's get in that review real quick. What was this last year like for you? Just in a whole lump shell. And we'll get to how you got to that process. Mm -hmm. But what, what's your first expression when it comes to your previous season? It was crazy. Like, it was so much learning in such a short amount of time. But it's, like, the coolest thing that I've ever been a part of. And I, it wasn't perfect. I've had like a ton of highs but then also a ton of lows so it was cool to experience that my first year and get to the biggest stage the college world series so um i feel like after last year i have like some good experience to build off of so i'm super excited good experiences leads to coming back to the area and being a coach as well when you're in your off season, how about we talk about that? Because we have a big event coming up December 30th with you and mm -hmm. wired training. That's the blessing of having these local indoor facilities where you guys as athletes can go learn from outside, mm -hmm. bring it back home. What's that like to you and what talk about that event and how people can find it. Um, well, I will be hosting a camp with Brian at wired on the 30th and I'm super excited. I did one last year and it was super fun to work with all the young girls. So we're excited about that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, an inside look and like what made Ruby successful, some like her routines and things that she's done in the past. And then little pizza party afterwards, mm -hmm. get to eat some pizza with Ruby, uh, be a great experience. Yeah. So when is it times? How can they find it? Gosh, December 30th, uh, 4 PM to 6 PM with uh, pizza after. Yes. So, yep. and if you want to uh, go to our Twitter, we got a registration link on our Twitter. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Wired training center or our website, wiretrainingcenter.com. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to say. One thing that I love is softball growth in the yeah. state. I don't know if you know, but of course, I've told you before, I'm a DJ outside of here. I actually got to DJ the state championships for class A, B, and C really? at UNO. Um, so I got to share that experience where 
if it was the second out, I would record and share it on our mm-hmm. Twitter. I mean, we got so much of getting the softball world out of Nebraska mm-hmm. and getting it out to the site. What does that mean to you to hear of what's going on back home? Because you played on the old dirt fields and on the stuff where people don't come support unless you know there was over 4,500 people that came to this. I mean, I played in the state tournament four times in high school, and there were, I mean, no one drove. All the Everyone who was there was from, like, Crete and all those, like, small towns that were out there. And so it's cool to see, like, I saw pictures and stuff at UNO, and it's cool to see the recognition that those girls deserve. I mean, softball's growing rapidly, like, by a huge amount. So it's just really cool to see. You're coming back to Omaha to give back. What does that mean to you now that you have reached the level that you have of, of being able to pass more knowledge that isn't maybe something someone around here might not have? Well, I had a lot of people give to me and invest in me from a very early age. So I just like to do the same for those young girls and hopefully be an inspiration to them. So when you think about the inspiration, the process, there's a lot of heartaches. There's a lot of stuff that, yes, all the the shine lights there when you finally get to give it back. But there's also the struggles. You talked about some of the things that you went through this last year. What was some of the hardest things that you felt? Because... If anybody wants the story before Washington, they can most definitely go look back. Mm-hmm. But that journey is over. You're on to the college journey. What was that like this year? Um, well, the first my first debut, I got like a ton of hype. I looked at my phone after and it was like blowing up. And then the first few weeks I like won like seven games in a row and had seven shutouts or something like that. And then all of a sudden I was talking about my uh, this with my dad last night. Actually, my first Pac-12 game at home we played Oregon and I got the start and I think I gave up 16 hits and like (laughs) eight runs and I think that like mentally really got to me and then because that was the first time I had struggled at the college level I was like riding the high and then let's be real that's the first time you struggled in a long time yeah yeah and so yeah years yeah I mean, there were struggles, but that to that level and then it's on TV and you got all these people talking about you on Twitter and it's like I was overwhelmed. And then that was the hardest hump to get over. That took me a few weeks like we were having daily, weekly meetings with my coaches like, okay, we got to figure something out because I was here. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're back down here. And so I'm looking back. It was really hard. Like I get I'm really hard on myself. He knows, but um, to go through that and like realize that you can't go up and down like a roller coaster. You just kind of got to stay steady. Um, it was good for me to learn. And then finally, about halfway through the Pac-12 season, I felt like I was like on a like an incline. And then towards the end of the season, I wouldn't say I peaked, but I was like towards the top of where I should have been. So it was good. And when you think of that journey right there. What was it like? Because obviously you don't have the support from home. I mean, you got it via phone. You got it via text. But you also, like you said, you're getting messages. You're probably Mm -hmm. seeing the posts. How do you really turn yourself to not take it as of a hurting, Mm -hmm. but as of a learning? I think I I didn't learn that until the end of last season. And then one of my goals for this year is to be more like analytical rather than emotional. Like after a loss, I would sit there and like be so mad at myself and overthink it rather than like looking back at like one thing I really didn't do last year was watch a ton of film on myself and towards the end my coaches are like no you're gonna watch yourself struggle you're gonna watch yourself be good like and be more analytical like there's a reason that girl hit that home run it was down the middle like just (laughs) instead of crying about it and being like oh my gosh like this is so hard like just look at look at yourself and watch yourself and it's not, it's simple. It's literally simple. So Brian, you know, the best part about what I'm getting from Ruby is obviously we had her before and her goals were team USA, Washington. She was at the peak with Nebraska gold 18s. I mean, winning on ESPN, like it's nothing playing in the toughest tournaments, but when reality hits, she's now reflecting on how to adapt to that. Because I think sometimes someone finding that, that balance to get back to where they are 
is something that you can't train. I can't teach you. I can't tell you. What is that like to just hear some of that that she's going through that you've seen players do it in your own facility that think, I'll just come every day and just practice and I'll just get it. I'll get it. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. And then, you know, what she's she's talking about right now is what ends a lot of careers. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of people get frustrated. You know, they're not having success. And then, you know, there's two ways they can go. It's like, okay, I can find out why. You know, why am I not successful right now? And I can make changes. I can adapt. Or it's like I can just continue to do the same things, think that, you know, putting in more time, the, what I've been doing is going to get me there. And then they experience, you know, the same results, right? Like they're not having success. So, you know, it's so important to take a look at, okay, like here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at. Like remove the emotion out of it, mm -hmm. right? She's like, you're going to watch you not doing well. You're going to figure out why you're not doing well and you're going to fix it. You know, I think having a mentor like that in your life Super important to lead them down the right path. Who was the person that helped you on campus? And was there anybody besides parents back home that would give you the the a little bit of upside to look at it? Because obviously I'm I know mom and dad are yeah. giving you everything they have yeah. to be positive. But it's still mom and dad sometimes. Yeah. And you gotta feel it sometimes from others. Was there anybody that helped you? I with mean, that? my mom and dad were like the support. So you, you, my dad was never like mean to me, but he was hard on me a little bit in the best way. But now he's like, I'm going to leave that up to your coaches. He's like, if I need a hug, he'll give me it. Like whatever. My parents were great. They were at almost every single game. And so I think on campus, um, my two, two, like my head coach and then my pitching coach, coach Tar and coach Glasso, they are like genius. Like we, I have meetings with them all the time. I just talk to them on my way here. Like, I have a great relationship with them and I think that's why we work so well together because I put in that like work outside of softball to have that good relationship with them, which has built like trust and um, yeah, they just like will be upfront with me and honest and I'll do the same with them. So they're awesome. They help me with life, with softball, with school, everything. Now, of course, when you're talking about college, the girls there on your team are at different levels. Mm -hmm. How do those girls help you sometimes and how does it and not affect you, but also you got to realize it's my career. Mm. No matter what they're doing, it's still me. Mm -hmm. How does that go when it comes to the college life where, yeah, in season, you got the common goal. You all want to win. Yeah. But you're also winning for your career and mm -hmm. for what you're doing. I mean, I think all that <clears> stuff <throat> kind of takes care of itself. If you focus on the team and winning all the individual awards, stats, everything comes with that. If you win you're going to get recognition. So I think keeping the team first, which I've struggled with in the past, like I've been selfish. I've been a bad teammate. I mean, I think everyone has like everyone goes through that. And I think learning that it's not about you and it's about like you can be an all American and not be a national championship. I, I'd rather be a national champion. So, and I, that stuff all comes together. So when did that click for you? I, I, I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. Go ahead. What, I mean, what? I struggled with it in high school. I think I talked about that yeah. last, last podcast. I, there were times where I struggled with it this year. And, like, um, I think going to Japan with Team USA was something that helped a lot because it's, like, all these girls, everyone's an All-American from all over the country, every school you can imagine. We go there to beat the best team in the world, like – go play Japan. And I literally pitched three innings and I did not care one bit. I'm like, all I want to do is win. And if I have to come in in relief and get three strikeouts, like that's what I want to do. And so that was a really cool experience. And then coming back, I was talking to some of my teammates. I'm like, my goal this year is to be the best teammate I can be. There's a freshman pitcher who I'm trying to take under my wing a little bit and teach her. Um, and then there's another senior who's awesome. Her name's Lindsay. And she's going to like be right there with me like we're just gonna be the 1a 1b and she's awesome so i'm excited to really like be invested in my team this year brian there's something that she brought up that sometimes when you are at a high level the want to be a disciple or to disciple people and want to lead people mentor people it's not always easy what do you think is the biggest thing that you've noticed just even seeing from a distance? Cause that's obviously hard for you. You go from a relationship where you see her at the, at, at wired training, you see her working out close and now you're like, you know, she's doing the right things, but you're having to watch it from a distance. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, it's the we over me mentality, right? So it's, you know, she got to experience a little success, but realizes that 
man, I'm a part of something bigger mm -hmm. than just myself, right? I mean, like we have the opportunity to do this, but I know I can't do this myself. And yeah. I feel like, you know, over the last year seeing Ruby mature, I mean, I think that's the big difference in your attitude because yeah. we wouldn't have had this conversation a year ago, oh, no. right? Like, <laughs> a year ago is like, I'm going to go to Washington. I'm going to be the freshman pitcher of the year. I'm going to go play for Team USA, right? Like, boom, <laughs> Yeah, boom, that boom, was – Right? Yeah. And now, like, we're kind of understanding, like, hey, there's a bigger pitcher. Mm -hmm. I, can, I can achieve my goals with the team around me. And yeah. I, I definitely, like, as far as, like, Ruby's matured this last, like, year or two, like, that's a big difference that I see with her. I like the wanting to educate. The wanting to give your knowledge to someone else is not easy because that's who made you – Team USA, let's talk about it. That was a big thing that you were looking forward to when you talked to us last year. What's the things that you all took from it? And, and just talk about the experience because, of course, it is a lot of the best of the yeah. best. But that USA across your chest means more than anything else. Um. So what happened before the World Series, I got an email that I was, like, invited to this training camp in Florida right after the World Series. So I was like, I literally called my coach. I'm like, is this legit or is this a joke? And she's like, no, we're going like me and you were hopping on a flight after. And I'm like, okay. And so I'm super excited. Like I get there and it's like all these girls that I've watched on TV. Some of them were 25 years old, like girls that I literally grew up watching play softball and then girls that I played against all year. So it was cool. Um, and we scrimmaged and I did All right. It. Starstruck <laughs> moment with the ones that are cool that, that you looked up to. There had to have been one that well, you... I mean, I mean, gosh. Well, okay. Um, Kat Osterman was there. She wasn't like training with us, but she was coaching. And she's someone that I've watched for a really long time. My pitching coach when I was little was like, Kat Osterman is the greatest to ever do it. So I just like seeing her in person, yes. I'm like, whoa. Um, but that experience was really cool because it was right after the World Series. I had taken a few, like a week off and then went and I got – bombed off of in scrimmages <laughs> and i'm like okay it's like these are all like all americans it's fun and then i like was on my way home didn't think i was gonna make the team i was like mom it was just a cool experience i don't think i'm gonna make it though and i got the email right after that call that's like you're going to japan and it was so cool and then you guys have probably haven't ever been to japan but it's so i've never been to japan i've been out of the united states so that alone but i was a young kid so i yeah. took it for granted you yeah. know what i'm saying japan is a culture shock for sure but it was so cool at first like okay the bedrooms literally look like you're in a camper like they're tiny uh, my six foot body like was hanging <laughs> off the bed <laughs> hanging off the bed the shower's like I mean, hold on. You, I can't you imagine got... how much Ruby stuck out. In Japan. Oh, I was just going to say this means something because every commercial that you see <laughs> or everything that makes fun of people's feet hanging off the bed is a guy. Yeah, it's always it a guy, me. a super tall yeah. guy, and they're just out of the comfort. But when Ruby's telling you that she's sitting there and her feet are just dangling. And keep in mind, this whole team that we brought was like our big girls. We're all D1 athletes. Like we're all not small people. Like we just like. We're huge compared to everyone. How about just the atmosphere in Japan? Obviously, the, you know, people don't understand how lucky or how yeah. they feel like their city is such big city. But yeah. those cities over there are millions huge. in a city. Not The craziest part <clears throat> was I wasn't expecting there to be a ton of fans. And then when we were getting there, all the USA people were like, they're crazy about softball over here. And so I was like, okay, so we go into these stadiums, 20, 30,000 seats, they're full. And I'm like, I've like, even the world series, we didn't ever fill it like when we played. And so it was cool. And then there were people with like my name on a sign. And then I saw this girl at a coffee shop. She's like, are you Ruby? And I'm like, Oh my God. Like people in other countries. know. So it was just so cool. Like the whole experience, it was long. It was crazy. The time change was like 16 hours, but Looking back, I'm like so grateful that I got to do that. All right. You're young and you experienced that for the first time. I want to tell you just from the experience of my wife. So you're going to have to warn whoever mm -hmm. your significant other ends up being. <laughs> the worst thing my wife hates is no matter where we go, someone knows me. Mm -hmm. We're in Las Vegas watching a pirate <laughs> uh -huh. thing out on the, on the strip at Treasure Island. And I'm like, man, what? she's like, I can't believe we ain't seen no one you knew. My buddy Earl walks by. I swear on everything. I'm like, what's up, Earl? She goes, I hate you. So just be ready for that because, like you said, in Japan, 
baseball's life. You know about it, yeah. Brian. What what do you think it, it, it is to hear that softball is just as big over there as baseball is? Yeah, I mean, it's awesome to see uh, the other countries and how they support softball. I mean, and it's just, it's growing so fast, mm -hmm. like locally, I mean, not internationally. I mean, it's it's really cool to see. I mean, the success that these girls have had, like, it's incredible. Yeah. How do you take it from being the college athlete where I am Washington to the USA? And how does that adapt with the other girls? How, do, how is that transition for some of these players? Because you guys have played on some of the bigger stages. You, you've been the one. How was that like adjusting to that? Um, it's hard because everyone coming from their own team, like you know your teammates, you're close with them, and then we're all coming together to play three games. None of us knew each – I mean some girls knew each other, but like I didn't know anyone on the team really other than that I had played against them. Like we weren't friends or anything. And so um, it's hard because there's three games, four pitchers. Like I didn't get a start, but I just knew that when if my name was called, I was going to be ready to represent my country. It was just a cool experience. Talk about the like, I mean, you're going into this team against people that you comp like competed against, mm -hmm. right? They're the enemies. Like, mm -hmm. you know, how do you like guys become friends with all that? Like, hey, like, okay, I know like. You yeah, and who was the one that stuck out to you? Who was like, like, what made your first friend there to be the one that you're like, this is my road dog who I'm going to ride with? Okay, so Sid Sanders, she plays at Oklahoma. I was rooming with her. And, and she I, said I, Oklahoma at that. I Weird. The, I, saw, <laughs> I saw the roommate list, and I'm like, Sid Sanders? I'm like, I don't know her. I've never met her. Like, I'm scared, and I get in our room, and she's the funniest person <laughs> ever met and the whole the whole group was so much fun like we would go and taxi to these random places together and go on walks and like meet random people like oh my god one night we were after the last games we were like walking around the hotel trying to find the japanese girls like the team because <laughs> there's this pitcher named goto and i really really look up to her she's like incredible she's like 23 maybe and she's like insane and plays like crazy defense like she looks like a shortstop and so we were trying to find her just to hang out with her and we ended up it was just so fun like the whole group but yeah it was cool when you speak of those moments and those things how do you guys adjust to quickly play as a team when you got teams like japan who mm -hmm. that's what they live for yeah. that's their their dream i mean we had i think five days to practice before the first game and we didn't have very long it was like two hour practices each day but i think just spending time together um before we played was huge i was just gonna ask were you guys like in in uh almost like your own dorm or was it just a public it was a hotel okay. and we didn't have many restrictions like we could go do things if we wanted minus the practice but then there was like a curfew and stuff so we'd go to practice in the morning and then we'd all go like walk somewhere go eat go I don't know, random just places. Me. Yeah, 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 for it sure. was just fun. What was your favorite experience in Japan that you... We got to go on this U.S. Army base, and so we met this guy. His name was Paul. He was, like, the colonel or whatever, and it was so cool to see all... It's, like, all Americans on the base, and then, oh, my gosh, we were craving energy drinks so bad because <laughs> they don't really have them. Finally, we get to this... We call... We had one of, like, um, the CEO of USA Softball call... The army base and he's like can we get to the what's it called bx like, the base exchange i call think it? something yeah i used to, go, i'm an air force brat so i know how it yes. goes and so me and hannah gamble she plays at arkansas went this army girl picked us up and, and we drove to the base and we had to have our passports and everything and we bought like 20 energy drinks <laughs> so the things Dude, that many take for granted yeah. man just that experience of a lifetime mm -hmm. when you look back and reflect on it what do you cherish and what do you wish that you really took a little more time to take in i mean i think it the coolest part was just to create relationships with girls from all across the country and even people from japan like we still follow each other on social media like talk a little bit stuff like that but when you play in college it's like me versus you like i'm not gonna be friends with the person i'm playing against but now i feel like like especially like the girls from ucla they're coming up to seattle to play us this year i'm so excited to see them like it's just like now i have friends on 
10, 15 different teams all across the United States. So we'll run into those people and it's just going to be cool to see them. How does your coaches now for college will go from there? The USA experience, God, I like just being a person in that area. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't even imagine when you look at the college realms and the whole pac 12 dismembering, how does your coaches go through that process with you guys as players? Because it has to matter. Mm -hmm because things are changing in the college realms, whether you're going to have an opportunity to play in a world series or play whatever, because sometimes you have to be associated. Mm -hmm. How did that process go this last year? Obviously leading the PAC 12 as the last year of the PAC 12. I think our biggest goal this year is to win the PAC. Like I want to, the PAC 12 is ending. So I want to be the reigning PAC 12 champs forever. Like that was our goal last year. And we fell just a bit short um, from UCLA. And then at the PAC 12 tournament, we lost to Utah. So that stung a little bit, but it wasn't the end goal. So it was okay. But the goal is to win that. And have they prepared to talk about what's going to happen like next year? Or is it just, we're going to stick with this year and know that you have something on the backside. We haven't talked about next year at all or our, ske our schedule is not out or anything so we don't know what the big 10 schedule looks like or anything could you imagine the matchup <laughs> ruby and jordy here in nebraska we play nebraska game one of our season in mexico all right we're flying to mexico let's go <laughs> i already told him yesterday. wired access is coming down <laughs> just that thought of playing a hometown but these are also people you have played with what does that mean to you because I could tell you right now, the messages that I got out from you is out of the greatest of moments mm -hmm. of you just saying, go dogs. Mm -hmm. And the pride that you have. Yeah. I respect it to the tenfold. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean coming back with that? Well, if you don't know, my dad played football at Nebraska and my grandpa also played football in Nebraska. He was a two-time All-American and he's on, in the Hall of Fame. And so... His uh, name's on the stadium. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah. It Somewhere is. up there. Yeah, yeah, it is. He's in the Hall of Fame. And so... um I growing up, I was a huge Nebraska fan. I actually went to a Nebraska football game over Thanksgiving break, and I have. Wait a sec, we were both at Iowa game. Yeah, dang it, I didn't <laughs> run into you. I have a lot of love for Nebraska, but my biggest thing during recruiting was like, I want to go somewhere and be something bigger. And so staying home would have been great. To it would have been cool, like to play for the my grandpa and dad's alma mater, but at the same time my goal was to go show people Ruby from somewhere else in the country. Like only not, not just Nebraska. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. You know, we never got into that last, yeah. last episode. I never, we never even talked about dad in that realm. Mm -hmm. What was that aspect from dad's perspective and just the family? I mean, being younger, I went to all the Nebraska camps and I was like, I'm going to be a Husker. And then I think it hit, probably my sophomore year recruiting started getting a little have it started probably showing up like end of my freshman year start of my sophomore year and I was like you know what I think I want to go do something crazy and as soon as I said Washington my parents were like absolutely not <laughs> they're like you're not going to Seattle and I was like no yes I am and I meet the coaches and they're like okay we feel pretty good about you going out here. And my thing was I wanted to play for a culture that really cared about its players as well as winning in that common goal. And I feel like Washington does that. Like I have a great relationship with all my coaches and teammates, their family to me. And at the same time, the winning and just that culture is huge. And that's the reason I'm there. I'm going to win. <laughs> in Seattle, one of my – top places i want to mm -hmm. go visit yeah what's the best part about being in seattle compared obviously it's a bigger city and not everybody can adjust to the yeah. bigger city what's that like up there i mean it's hard seattle's not the safest place it's it's a little crazy at times but it's beautiful like just the mountains the water the city like it's a great place to go to school have you seen snow already this year? No, it hasn't been too bad. And it, honestly, this is why I'm worried for the spring because it hasn't rained a lot. And so I'm scared that like all the rain's going to be all pushed back. Coming. Yeah, because last last spring we got rained out all the time and we'd have to like postpone a game half. That was the hardest part. We I'd pitch three innings and then we'd go sit in the locker room for three hours. And they're that's, like, that's the hardest part. Watching. Oh, you my play. gosh. Like, yeah. OK, like one. 
20 I mean, your minute, games are yeah. starting at like nine o'clock yeah <laughs> like central Pac- time Pac- right? 12 like, games are so hard I mean, to watch my are. wife my wife is sitting there she goes are we seriously still watching this <laughs> yes you just sleep i yeah. got it i got it. and even then i couldn't do it yeah. i mean you're watching the colorado game that's up on the oh top of the thing and, and they were up like 30 something to whatever yeah. and i go all right, I'm gonna go go to bed. We're good. And then yeah. I come back and they lost 52 yeah, to no. 44. It's, the time change is crazy. My parents were up late a lot of nights. <laughs> when you look at the Pac-12, what do you think is the strongest thing that you gained from from that division? And what do you think it you gained from outside of the division? I mean, I fully think that this is a this is a hot take. The Pac-12 is the best softball conference in the country. I mean. You don't realize it until you play in it because the SEC's all um, got a lot of attention, which is great. But um, the Pac-12 is tough. In every team in the Pac-12, it's going to be a battle. And so that, like, the preseason was great, whatever. But Pac-12 is what prepared me for postseason. Absolutely. Brian, this young child of yours, as you would say, (laughs) goes off and is doing all these things. You're sitting back. What is it like as a trainer just to to know that not not what you've done, but just being able to see them produce the hard work that they've put into it now at a high level like that? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool to see um, Ruby and all her success. But, you know, there was never any question that she was going to have the success, mm-hmm. right? Like you knew that um, just going in the way about like she went about her high school career, her, you know, off seasons and, you know, it was, it was never enough. You know, it's like, I remember the first time you hit 70, you're like, okay, like, now What's it's, next? Well, like now it's hit 75. Yeah. Right. Like, so it's like, it's never enough. It's that continuous improvement. And you knew she would take that same attitude, that same mentality on the Washington. And, you know, it's, it's what led her to all her success this year. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if, if you think that it's going to stop here, like you're wrong, like mm-hmm. she wants more. Yeah. Right. And you can hear it. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you think of the last time pack 12, the last time, what what's some of the things that you and your your teams kind of reeling up to get ready to go for this last ride? What's some of the things that people are jumping on board to to know that this is this is it for the Pac-12, but we're not going out without a bang? Um, I think our preseason schedule was done right, and it's tough, and we play we're going to play a ton of ranked teams. I think those first four weeks, and it's going to be hard. We're going to be away from school for two weeks. We're in Florida, not going home. Um, we're going to Mexico. We're going to be down in Oregon. Have you been to Mexico? I have been to Mexico, but not to play. We do, we go every other year to play. And where that. where is it going to be at in Mexico? Puerto Vallarta. Okay. So that one of the, what is that, tourist spots that mm-hmm. everybody likes to go? Yeah. I hate to say it, but I really liked when football went and played in Mexico yeah, City. it's cool. How is the atmosphere going to be down there? What do you? What's your guys' expectation? What have they talked about? Because again, culture shock. Yeah, I've we've my teammates have talked about it, and they say that it's crazy. The field is not nice. Like it's not well kept. Like our field, we have a great field crew. Like it's perfect. No bumps. No bad hops. Nothing. But they don't have that down there, and so the field isn't great. The lights are bad. The camera quality's probably not very good and there's little kids running around everywhere but everyone says it's so much fun and you stay at this all-inclusive resort and you get beach days and stuff like that so i'm excited (laughs) fun in the sun yeah when you think of that culture shock from japan what's the biggest takeaway that you got from that that you're going to also roll into mexico i think just to appreciate everything that you get to experience and see the differences at first when I got to Japan, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know what I'm going to eat. Like, I'm scared. Like, and then you just got to be like, okay, no, this is actually so good. Like, you just have to be grateful for where you're at. Brian, I don't know if you've ever traveled outside of the country like that. If you have the opportunity or you're seeing these players get these opportunities, it doesn't start here though. Some of these teams here don't get a travel like Mm -hmm. that. How do you use those? I think we go back to what we've said on many times. What do you want out of the experience? Yeah, I mean, gosh, well, I'd be, I mean, I think I've taken my baseball team out of town like six times this year, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's those experiences like that, like, you know, going to Mexico, going to Japan, that really helps instill that love for the game, right? And like they see that support from elsewhere and they see these other players. I mean, I think it's a big part. And at the end of the day, like, you know, you think back on your, your softball career and youth, like, I bet you only really remember like winning like one big out of town tournament. Oh yeah. But otherwise, what do you remember from like all your experiences? The pool, 
like the hotel, yeah. you know, the, the fun time stuff with, with your friends, teammates, right? Yeah. Which, which really carries that love for that atmosphere, that culture in the game. And, you know, I think it's what leads to mm-hmm. the passion she has for the game right now. Yeah. What is going to be your biggest adjustment this year? And what's something that, that you know that you've worked hard enough that that's, that's your strong game? I think my biggest adjustment is going to be taking care of my body better this year. And it's something that I struggled with last year. And it was just as a freshman, I didn't, I didn't know any better. It was just like, I didn't know the recovery. I didn't know that I needed to keep lifting extra during the week. Even if we were on the road, like the eating habits, sleep habits, stuff like that. I think I'm really going to take into account this year to see where I can max out at. Can we go a little bit deeper in Mm -hmm. that? Obviously it's a struggle. Mm -hmm. Those are things that people are hard to overcome. Yeah. What's some of the things that help you do that? And what's some of the things that maybe this was my bad habit. This is what I learned. What were some of those? (laughs) Well, we all got them for sure. (laughs) We talked, I think we talked about this, but last year. So weight is a hard thing with pitching because some people say you need to be heavier weight. It's all, it's all, a little bit bogus who knows who knows? <laughs> Who really knows who, know? who, know? who really knows so last year i had to gain a little weight before the season and then <laughs> so when young... you look hold on when you look at the gain in weight how did you look at it did you look at I... it as straight i'm gonna go eat the double cheeseburgers the whopper <laughs> <That's not me. laughs> i know but like how did you change that mindset to go man I'm, i feel like i'm doing it right i just had to not be as strict with what i was eating um i'm very like health conscious we, like we did i want talk to about fuel that. my body with the best fuel possible but to gain weight that's hard to do and so i was just altered my diet just a little bit was in the weight room a lot and then young freshman ruby got on the road it's like oh we're eating four meals a day and then when you're not pitching you can just eat whatever you want in the dugout <laughs> there's a lot of snacks it's a lot. Starburst. yeah they take care of us and so my thing i probably gained maybe like eight pounds last season. And then I felt that I wasn't as athletic and mobile and couldn't move as well. And it didn't really affect my pitching, but I just felt like as an athlete, I had taken a step back. And so also with the recovery thing, like I'm going to come up with an avid routine that I do every weekend after I pitch. Um, I'm doing a lot of prehab right now with mobility and stuff to make sure that my body's going to be ready for that. Um, sleep is huge, especially on the road with the time change and stuff like that. And got to get eight to nine hours a night. That's the goal. But sometimes it's hard when you have like a 12 a.m. game or no. p.m. Yeah. <laughs> 12 p.m. game. <laughs> and you got to be at the field at like eight. So um, just taking care of my body so that I can get the best recovery possible. I think the hardest thing for me is, of course, I don't know about you, Brian, but I work best off of four or five, maybe six at most hours. Mm-mm. But even like last <laughs> night. I mean, it's the way I, my daughter wanted to watch the volleyball. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it was going late, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm sorry, <laughs> you know the the tournament, and she's like, I'm gonna go to bed. I'm like, you could just watch this, yeah. and she's like, No, Dad, I need my eight hours. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was like, But it's nine o'clock, and you're not getting up till seven. That's ten hours. You think I'm going right to bed? I said, I know you're not going right <laughs> to bed. Watch more game mm-hmm. until you're tired. Those things are like. It's it's a it's a drive that you have that like not everybody can have it. What is that like to change your drive to get there? I mean, that stuff is stuff I've always paid attention to um, ever since I'd say like my junior year in high school. Me and Brian were trying to figure out like how to become the best, like what do I need to do? And so that stuff has been a huge part of my routine. But then I think altering it to what works for me and then what doesn't work in cutting that out. So that's been kind of a process and I'm still kind of going through that. So school softball, mm, what does it, it change in, what does it change in, in college? What was the hardest thing to change compared to your high school? And what was the thing that you're like, I've already been in this routine. This is cakewalk. Um, School high school for me, I went to good high school. It wasn't hard, but college is just a lot more workload and then same with softball you're practicing 20 hours a week and so yes in high school I was at wired probably more than 20 hours a week but it wasn't strict practices it was like me messing around in the cages on the hit tracks like stuff like that so it's just a lot more strict and you have not 
less time on your hands, but you actually have more time on your hands because you're not like in high school. I was like, okay, I need family time. I need alone time. But in college, it's like, I need to be with my teammates. I need to be at the facility. So like you have more free time, but you kind of have to fill that up. It's not like you just can do whatever you want. Speaking of that, when do you find time for, for Ruby? Um, I always go to church with my teammates on Sunday and then I try to give myself one to two off days a week where I literally just stay away from school, stay away from softball. I just try to do things with my teammates and friends. Is your roommate a teammate? I have three roommates and it's all the girls in my class. So there's four of us and we all live in a four bedroom apartment together. So in class, but not players or are they players? No, they're players. In your class, my my fault. In my recruiting class. Recruiting class. So how much of the similar school do you guys have as far as classes to where you can kind of bounce off? Because I I think homework, Mm -hmm. the time for it is is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My best friend, Sid, she's my catcher. Uh, we have pretty much the same classes. We're both comm majors, which, okay, whatever, comm, but in <laughs> <laughs> um, business minor. So we have almost all the same classes. I think I had one class that she didn't take, um, and that was like a marketing NIL class, so that was not, not hard. But um, the other two are Lana is a bio major, so I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's stay away. <laughs> not helping her. <laughs> yeah, and then Brooklyn is a early childhood development, so I don't have any classes with her either. The accessibility, availability. Mm-hmm. What is the change from high school to college, whether it's your social media, whether it's interviews, whether it's the eating availability? Um, It's a lot more. I have to pay attention to things like that I never had to pay attention to in high school, like social media is huge for NIL. So that's something I'm constantly trying to work on and be better at. Um, But also just keeping the main thing, the main thing, which is softball. Like if I can be successful with that NIL, social media, all that stuff's going to take care of itself. Okay. Obviously the food that you're available, all the resources that you're available. What's that like to have a team that works for the softball team instead of just, I'm counting on what I knowledge I know and what things I bring to the table. I mean, we have our athletic trainer's great. I work with him four days a week. Um, our dietitian, we have actually two. I work with both of them and am constantly trying to like see what I can do better. Um, strength coach is new this year. He's great, like huge improvements. Um, just having a team of people that are really invested in you and only your team. Like we we're fortunate enough to have our own of everything. Yeah. And so that aren't working with other teams. So it's, it's cool to have them travel with us and work with us on a daily basis at practice and stuff like that. And so. they're just not a student that's just filling in no, or, yeah. or a local yep. resident. Brian, you just picked up softball addition to what you do mm-hmm. when it comes to pitching. She was one of your first testaments to it. What does it mean to have this knowledge come back and be able to help the local area, but also teach you? I mean, we're still learning along the process as well. Yeah, I mean, gosh, we're still sort of learning as a certification here uh, over this past weekend. I mean, you know, it's great. I mean, um, I owe Ruby a lot, you know, because she is. She went into everything with an open mind. I mean, I remember you're probably guinea like, pig, you know, sitting there <laughs> like, pig. you know, sixty five ish, sixty yeah. whatever, and you know, she's, she's like which is awesome. I mean, that's like, you're going to get recruited anywhere, Mm -hmm. you know? And I was like, well, Hey, I think we can like modify this and and do this. She's like, okay, like let's try it. Cause I want to throw harder. Yeah. You know, like that's not enough. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she went in everything with an open mind, which was awesome. And, um, you know, but then it's like her work ethic that really did all the work from there. Right. I mean, the, the availability to show up every day, not everyone has that skill, you know, it's like, it's that, that consistency over time and that work, which really created Ruby the to be Ruby, you know, it's, it was really fun to watch. All right. Coming up this upcoming season, what, what, what's the Huskies going to get from Ruby and, and, and what is the, the thing that you feel you're going to have to overcome to be better than what you were last year? I mean, obviously the targets on mm-hmm. it's all over your back, but you're not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. It's all dogs, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the main goal is just to be better than I was last year. And I've been doing a lot this off season to kind of perfect that and really go in deeper to like what I really need to work on. Um, our hitters are going to be great. Our defense is going to be great. And I just got to do my job and trust that they're going to 
do what they do best. If you look back at high school, Ruby, what's one thing that you would recommend to anybody that that listens that they should really try to obtain or get to in that level that you might not have seen until you see it now? I mean, just fully invest in and bet on yourself and like put everything into what you want because you're going to get the output that, that you want if you put everything in. As this question came across after softball, what's next? <laughs> I, don't I know, know you got a lot to do. I'm trying. He's trying, but I don't know about. I, I mean, because because you've obviously gained the wings. Yeah, it's the hardest thing is gaining wings, and what I mean by that is to leave the nest or leave home. Yeah, I don't mean it in a bad way, but yeah. everybody is like, I don't want to leave my comfortability. Yeah. yeah, you've gotten out of comfortability. Yeah. You've grown as a person to understand, okay, I'm going to fail, get over it some way mm -hmm. with the coping mechanisms. But then obviously, like you said, the USA stuff that you got to experience, you're about to do Mexico. Yeah. Like you're not going to live in regret of missing yeah. that stuff, but you also got to know that you don't have to come back here yeah. full time. Mm -hmm. I think softball's for sure going to stay in the picture. Like I want to play. My goal is the 2028 Olympics to make that team and to win a gold medal there. And so Softball is going to be in the picture for at least a few more years after college. But then I realized that the money there is not great right now, which is sad, but that's just the it way it change. is. Yeah, that's just the way it is, though. And so um, career options, <laughs> I go back and forth all the time. She should coach. He says that. Go. Coaching's hard for me. I don't. It's hard. I, I expect my this is why I expect myself and everyone else and I don't get that. And so that's why I struggle with coaching. That's fair. You know, it, it is fair. Cause I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, I'll, I'll say an instance I had this week, mm -hmm. I felt I was coaching my partners. Yeah. Now I'm no supervisor, but I've been at my place for 12 years. Yeah. I know all the debt. I'm very resourceful. And I felt like I was teaching in the right way. Yeah. Then I got told later blindsided that no, you weren't. It was, condescending is the way they felt and i'm like they didn't seem that yes. way because their facial expressions yep. normally those people you see it in their face and you know that was probably one of the hardest pills to accept oh, because yeah. i said i'm blindsided yeah is that the stuff that scares you when it comes to coaching is the fact that you're not doing it because you it's ruby you're doing it because you just want the best out of that person i've felt in the past and this is with relationships with teammates too um Sometimes I feel like I want it for that person more than they want it for themselves. And that's really hard because I feel like I've invested in, especially some of my best friends. Like, I feel like I've invested myself in them and tried to help them. And then it's like, I don't get this. Not that I'm asking for anything in return, but I want you to want it and work as hard for it as like, I want you to. And I just have realized we actually watched a video of Caitlin Clark, the Iowa basketball player. And she's like, they were talking to her. Someone was talking to her and she's like, I expect a lot out of others and I really resonated with it. Um, especially my teammates and I expect myself out of them. And that's just not everyone's going to be not softball. everybody's Ruby softball's your life. Like, and I've had to accept that like softball is like up here for me. And then everything else is like, eh. so that's just not everyone's life and that's okay. But I think that's why I would struggle with coaching because I'm like, Dude, why are you not at the facility well, right now? I, I'm glad that you said this. <laughs> yeah. So, Brian, how do how do you overcome this, or how can she? What's something you can give for advice? Because it's not just her that goes through this. Mm -hmm. um, we all try to give back in one way or another, but doesn't mean everybody's receptive to it. Yeah. What do you think is your best piece of advice? Because yeah, you got this awesome facility. Everybody can come in at two, three a.m. if you want to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you got to treat each person uniquely, right? Like everyone has different goals, different values, you know, and, and maybe softball is a big person, a part of that person's life. Like maybe softball was just a way to get college paid for and, and they're okay. So I think understanding like what they value, what the, you know, what their overall goals are, um, is super important. And I think it's also our job to make sure that they love softball enough to maybe want to achieve more yeah. or want to accomplish those goals. So, you know, it's getting into that person's head and understanding every person's unique and has different goals and, understanding that and like your goals may not be their goals and and understand like how to help that individual yeah taking what he just said what's some of the things that you're learning from your coaches 
directly that are kind of maybe placing some of those similar pieces that he said in your own mind to get out of your own mind to know that you got the knowledge to share for others. I mean, I see them treat each of us a little bit differently. They know their players so well. It's like I can take, I can handle getting yelled at and being completely honest too and like sometimes hearing the hard stuff sucks but that's what that's how I learn and some girls can't take that they might just need a hug like and that's where I'm trying to figure out to be a better teammate too. kind of like learn my teammates and get to know them better so that someone might be able to take a harsh comment whereas someone else like you can't do that to them you have to treat them a little bit differently and so that's another thing that I'm working on right now you said one word there that I'm going to just resort it back as we wrap this up. You said a hug. Mm-hmm. You have dad on that side yep. where his mindset changed. How much more comfortable does that make you to be able to help someone else in that same situation, especially with social media hatred and all mm-hmm. this stuff? Because you have writers that will tell you you're the best freshman pitcher that yep. week. And next week, is this the same person that I was just <laughs> talking about? Yeah. How did that hug part and how does that part having dad and that help I help mean, the whole having my parents there was always great. And like just being able to see them after a game or before a game and just like vent a little bit and talk things out was great for me mentally. So it was cool. Well, once again, I appreciate you coming on this show, not just once, but a second time to show that what you have as a story will hit more people mm-hmm. than just a simple post on social media will hit. All it takes is one listener, one parent. But also don't forget, they have a big clinic coming up end of the year, December 30th, Wired Training Center with Brian Southworth and Ruby Malin. You can't get better than that in this area for the fact of the love of the game, the love of just teaching one little thing to get your daughter better at softball. Check them out at wiredtrainingcenter.com. Check out the Twitter. We'll make sure it is all in this. But also, if you like this episode, you find one thing, hit the thumbs up, share it, like it, and get the word out because people do struggle daily when it comes to sports. But being able to share those things and how to overcome them with the resources not everybody has those resources sometimes it is an athlete like ruby given that special word of how she overcame it could help them and we'll see you next time a heard at sports network production